Hello, hello, and welcome to Empowerment Ministry, representing to you good for your soul. We are here to bring you weekly conversations to help you understand and apply God's word to your life and today's culture. I am Raquel, and joining me today is Tanya. Welcome, Tanya. Good evening. It's good to be here. Today, we are going to be talking about missing the obvious from John chapter 10. Verses 22 through 30. We are so glad that you are here with us on today. New Testament scripture reading coming from John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, how long? Will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today, our scripture, we are going to be talking about continuing in the conversation of the resurrection. And our our subject for today is missing the obvious missing the obvious so we are so delighted for those of you that are just joining us welcome as we engage into this conversation what are we actually missing concerning the resurrection of jesus christ you know he appeared to mary she missed him and identified him as a gardener last week the disciples missed him um thinking well who is this man this extra person that is on the beach frying fish. We don't know him. And then this week, we are going to talk about um, Jesus says something that is very crucial in our narrative. I and the Father are one. And you know, in today's gospel reading, the Jewish leaders asked Jesus to state plainly whether he is the Messiah. He's been on the scene doing miraculous works and challenging the values and practices of the religious elite for several years up to this point. And it's not that Jesus is not explaining himself, but is that he is explaining is a challenge to their authority. He says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I wonder what do you hear when you hear those words, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. What does it mean to you? Who is it about? The obvious answers are that, yes, it is about Jesus and his death on the cross. Those answers are correct. But I also think Uh, They are the obvious. What if you and I are to be good shepherds also? What if laying down life is about love and how we are to love? We know love by this, from 1 John 3, 16 to 24, that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. Our narrative is asking us to rethink What does it mean to love and how to love? 
God's love move us beyond our emotions and physical desires. For the good shepherd, love is a choice. It's not a feeling. Love is an action, not a state of being. Love is about the truth we do, not what we say. Love is God's way of dying and taking up life again. Authentic love cannot exist apart from the lover laying down her or his life for the beloved. It's about the way we give away a part of ourselves, knowing we can never get it back, hoping it will be forever buried in the life and heart of another, and trusting that how that somehow something new will be brought to life. Daniel, what do you think about that statement? Love is about lay, the lover has to lay down his or her life for the beloved. What initial thoughts come to your mind? It brings us back to Jesus' command to um, the people, right? You love the love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. First, and you love others. Um, I think sometimes we we forget that, and it gets somewhere lost in the sauce somewhere of how we are supposed to treat one one another. We are required to love. We're supposed to love. Right. Not conditionally, not because you did something nice for me. I'm going to love you. We're supposed to love because Jesus first loved us. Love has to be continuous. Yes. Right. It has to be like inertia. Once in motion, always in motion. Oh, boy, you're going... High school and grammar school, one of those. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the truth. That's just right, right there. If really, if you don't have love, you have nothing. And there are many people walking around lonely, um, dissatisfied and some other things because they don't have love in their heart. What I found interesting about this text is that in order for us to love. He says that Jesus says something very important in this. He says that the good shepherd tells us that everything depends on belonging to him. He says that my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. The problem is that those crowds are demanding clear communication and they can't hear the shepherd's voice because they aren't the shepherd's sheep. So this brings a very interesting point for those that say that are Christians. How come they are not hearing the voice of the good shepherd? What is going on? Because they're not listening. Oh, sorry. Was there time for me to comment? Yes. Listen. <laughs> Listen. One thing I've, I've, I've really been paying close attention to and observing when we're in conversations with one another we're always waiting to comment and give our answer to something whatever it is right mm -hmm. the conversation mm -hmm. we pray to christ we want immediate answers and then we go back to trying to figure out or fix whatever it is we pray for and we're not listening 
for God to speak to us in those situations to help us get out of it or whatever we need to hear. We're not standing still to hear. We're not having the patience to wait. Why? Because we want to right now. And God, if you can't answer me right now, I got to go back. I got to figure it out. I got to do what I, what I think I know to do in these situations and live in this life. How can you hear if you're always talking? Very good point. And if our, if our emotional need is not satisfied immediately, we will find another voice that will replace our, how do I want to say, our need to patiently wait to hear what the Good Shepherd is saying. We'll listen every day to social media. We'll listen to, you know, that um, blue, the blue side is greater than the red side, or the red side is greater than the blue side. We will listen that the marginalized, they are just, you know, um, our, our doormats and we, we need to walk all over the, the poor and use and manipulate people to our own advantage. We will listen to those voices because they fill an immediate need, but we do not hear, let me say this, not that we don't hear, we don't, we don't discipline ourselves to be patient to hear the voice of Jesus calling us in the midst of all that noise. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please. Go ahead. No, it go perfect. What you're going to say? I was thinking about this. The the scripture refers to to sheep. I thought about it in relation to our canine uh, pets, our dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs responds to their to the the master's voice, to the person that takes care of them. They have unconditional love. If they're really obedient and trained dogs, for the most part, they will only listen to the person that has been trained in them. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. When they don't, they end up getting in trouble or getting into something, right? And they get in trouble. Right. And only usually take them once or twice and they stop and they make sure that they listen for what the master has to say to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Second thing. Babies, okay. Babies, when they are born, because they've been with the mother, recognizes the mother's voice. Mm-hmm. If the father's around, they recognize the father's voices too. Once they're once they're born, mm-hmm. right? You can you can talk to them. You can say things to them if you're not the parent. But if a parent comes alongside and says something, their attention leaves that person that's the stranger, so to speak, mm-hmm. and they become attentive to that parent. Why? Because they're they're listening and anticipating the parent voice. Mm-hmm. Babies, they learn this. It's like it's, it's in, in us when we are born. Mm-hmm. 
Somewhere along the line, from the time we're born in our infancy till we become adults, if you, like you said, if you don't discipline yourself, we lose the capacity to hear the voice of the Father. And, you know, it brings us to another point of then you were talking about the our aunt, our pets, and also the babies, then it's a question of identif- ident- identity. Who do we identify with, right? The The voice of, of Jesus speaks claim- plainly to us that we are to love one another. He says, by this will prove that you are my disciples in John chapter 13, I believe is verse 35. And so the crowds wanted Jesus to prove who he says that he is. They want some form of authentication. Instead of showing them his credential, Jesus turns the question around. His identity as the son of God isn't the issue. Your Christianity isn't the issue. Authenticating our identity as faithful followers is the real question. My sheep know my voice. I know my sheep. And here's the thing. They follow me. And I give them eternal life. Many people want to identify with Jesus up to the point to say that they are his sheep, but they do not want to follow him. Because the voice of the the good shepherd, it liberates rather than oppresses. Anybody who tells you otherwise that you are less than God says the very opposite. He made you to be the very best person because you have a purpose to fulfill here on earth. And God wants to work through you so that he can, so that everybody can see the beauty and the the awesomeness that is inside of you. It's not about us associating ourselves with one group of people or a political affiliation to, to say that we are better because We know that God does not have any favorites. When we identify with something other than Christ, or we promote something other than Christ, that's idolatry. Yes. God said, I will have no other gods before me. When we put down a certain group of people to make ourselves look better, that's not the voice of the good shepherd. Right. The voice of the good shepherd. Say it again. What were you saying? No, I was going to say the voice of the good shepherd is going to lead you to doing those things that are going to be helpful to other people. It's going to magnify God, not you, but it's going to magnify God. Right. Right. And you, you're, you're going to want to do good for somebody else. Right. Right. Because you know his voice. He God will not Jesus will not tell you to do something mean and hurtful to another person. I agree. I don't know who you listening to then. I don't know. But don't here's know. the thing, Tanya. If I am a sheep and I do like the scripture says, and I'm following Jesus and he gives me eternal life, guess what? I'm going to be able to identify other sheep. Because they are doing the the same thing that I'm doing. They're listening to what Christ is saying. They're they're following him. 
and they also have eternal life as well. And you know how I'm able to identify them, Tina? Something that we're going to be talking about in the near future is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. What? Who's he? He's the third person of the Trinity. He's God himself. Yes. Abiding in us who call ourselves Christians. Right. He's he's our he's our guide. He's our right. teacher. He's our guide. Right. He's our enlightener. He's the one who says, you know what? You shouldn't have said said those mean things about Tanya. He's the one who convicts. Right. He's the one that he's, says, because I said that bad thing to you, Tanya, don't choke him out. I'm oh. just saying. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, that's, yes, he's the one who can fix well, us. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. When you know that you, you're about to do something, yeah. you have a choice, yeah. right? You have a choice to do that thing that's going to be harmful or not do that thing and be a peacemaker in a situation. Right. We have a choice. And it, I, it is not God that is telling you to go and be a rubble rouser troublemaker to the point that is hurting other people. Right. And I think this is, you know, we forgot who God is. God is love. God is love. I mean, that's, that's synonymous with his name. <laughs> God is love. Oh, and so if, love. if, if anything is happening outside of the character of God's love, we need to re-examine ourselves and wonder, am I acting as an agent of love? Not to promote my own agenda, my own ideology, or my own philosophies, nothing like that, but am I promoting God in this situation, in this event? on my job as I go to school. Right. We are agents of love. We yeah. are agents of love. We are. And this, go ahead. No, I was just saying we are. And I, we are. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Tough question, but it's necessary. It's true. Yeah. Every day when we we get a thought in our mind. You know, the question to really is, is that thought in sync with God's word? Is that thought in sync with the shepherd's voice? Because if I'm not acting in accordance with the good shepherd, then I'm not following him. Indeed. And we also have to understand there is no gray in, in God. Okay. That one day, you know, as you were saying, Tammy, I can choke you out. You know, I could talk about you in your type of way. And then the next day, oh, I just love Tanya. She's the best person in the whole wide world. No. You got to make up your mind. Right. Either you, you love Tanya consistently without condition or you don't. Or you don't. Or it's right. something I need to work on. I'd be like, Lord, what is it about her? <laughs> she, she just rubs me the wrong way, Jesus. Help me. Yeah. Help me to love her. 
And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and identifies that as you praying, it's not so much not, not, not necessarily changing Tanya, but it's changing your perspective of Tanya. That's praying. Amen. 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 And, and likewise, you know, the Holy Spirit helped me so I don't take offense to how they feel about me, how they're coming at me, what they're saying to me, because it most times is deeper than the surface of what we're receiving from other people. Right? There's a lot of broken people out there. Yeah. Hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. But again, they have an issue of following. And again, it comes into question your mental health. Mm. You know, this is not a condemnation. This is not a put down or whatnot, but seriously, it's an examination. How am I doing mentally? I mean, physically, we know when something's wrong with us because, you know, ow, ooh, it hurts. It, it feels uncomfortable. And eventually we make an appointment with the doctor. How about the same with our mental health? Man, I'm not thinking right. You know, I, my judgment is off. My perspective is, 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 is skewed. You know, it's something's not right. Yeah. And it's okay to go get help. It's okay. Get help. Call somebody. Yeah, if you don't know who to call, call somebody who you think may know that can help lead you to the resources that you may need for for some for a mental health checkup. Right. And it's important. Listen, prayer is important. I understand. But you know, God also gave us doctors for a reason. Indeed he did. Indeed. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know, uh, in the beginning of John's gospel, Jesus says, follow me. And, you know, when we come to after the, the, um, the end of the story, after the resurrection, after Jesus feeds his disciples the, the breakfast of the fish and the, the bread on the beach, he says again, follow me. Throughout the gospel, the message is always the same. Jesus calls and those who hear will follow him. When we hear him and follow him, Jesus claims us as his own. We belong. This is good news because if we belong to Jesus, it means that we belong to God. So the question for this evening, what does following Jesus look like? What does following Jesus look like? What does following Jesus look like? It's all about the way we act tells the world who Jesus is. Amen. Not only what, how we act, well, um, yes, it all depends on how we act, tells the world who Jesus is. The things we do tells our community, our co-workers, our friends, our family, and the world who Jesus is. What we say tells the world who Jesus is. And what we do and say also tells the world who we are and whose voice we are going to obey. Because, you know, today I can say that I love you. But after church, my actions are very different. (laughs) Our words need to line up with our actions. 
Mm. By this will all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And since love is an action word, how am I treating you? Mm. Not so much what I'm saying to you, but how am I treating you? Tanya, come on. You got that look on your face like you want to say something. Mm -mm. I plead the fifth right now. I plead the fifth. That's going to go into a whole nother something and other. I want to stay focused on what we're focused on today. And, you know, next week is another conversation. So, okay. but All right. I concur what you said. Thank That's you. it. What are your, your final words for us tonight? What what words do you have to encourage the our, our listening audience? Um, you know, if, if you're feeling off or you know, you, something is just not right. You're having trouble concentrating. Um, you just you you just don't seem to be yourself. You feel a lot of sorts. Call somebody. You can call one of us. You know, um, but having a therapist, there is nothing wrong with that. I think we need to utilize the people that God has um, created and gave, given the knowledge to to help us during those troubled times, those times where we just, we need help and it's okay. We don't all have it together. We don't. Yeah, it's and it's all right. Right. Yeah. And it's all right. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. Very true. You know, when we hear Jesus and follow him, this is the wonderful part. Jesus claims us as, as his own. Like you weren't talking about the, the our pets and our and the babies and whatnot. When our our pets and our and our babies, our children, they hear us, we claim them as our own. And he does more than just calls us. He does, he does more than know us by name. He gives us eternal life and the promises that no one, no one, no thing can snatch us out of his hand. And this is the ultimate promise. Once we belong to Christ, we are his forever. So how can we pray for you? Whether you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ for the first time or renew your commitment to him, there is a promise for each and every one of us found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. God loves you and wants to give you a fresh start, and we would be honored to pray with you. Please go to our website and click on the link for prayer requests, 716emumc.org. Also, we want you to know that with your faithful support to paypal.me backslash 716EMUMC, we continue to help people take their next step towards Christ through our social media, our podcasts. We also help people through our EM 10% initiative. This month, we are giving to mental health advocates of Western New York, and we give 10% of our monthly donations to local global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. We also encourage you to watch the latest message. Conversations are available shortly after our 
our live conversation concludes. So make sure to visit our YouTube channel where you can subscribe, you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you found this, these conversations to be an inspiration and value, we appreciate if you would go to our website, tell us about what you love about our conversations and also share it with a friend um, that would help us out too. We're so glad that you are part of our conversations today. We pray that you will have a blessed um, Mother's Day. Um, I hope that you are all surrounded, you mothers, whether biological mothers, stepmothers, grandmothers, um, it doesn't matter, or adopted mothers, if you will. Aunties. Aunties. Cousins. Cousins, guardians, all of you that are out there, I pray that you are surrounded by much love on Mother's Day. Because Good For Your Soul is all about helping you understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you on next week.